From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Wednesday, April 28th. The Bureau of Land Management is now offering a $10,000 reward for information leading to the arrest and conviction of the person or people responsible for vandalizing the Birthing Rock petroglyph panel off King Creek Road. The vandalism was discovered on Monday and has been described as offensive, obscene, and racist. It includes the phrase white power scrawled over petroglyphs estimated to be at least 1,000 years old. Native leaders and prominent activists took to social media yesterday to weigh in on the incident, which many link to other acts of violence perpetuated against indigenous people. Dr. Len Nessifer is the founder of Natives Outdoors, an indigenous-led outdoor gear company. He released a video yesterday on his Instagram page, which now has nearly 40,000 views as of airtime. You know, it doesn't surprise me that white power was scrawled on um, one of these petroglyphs because, you know, at the end of the day, like, that is at its core. I mean, that's been the policy of this country is to replace Native people. In his video, Nesifer talked about the need for education about indigenous history as part of the solution to curb the colonizer mentality in this country. At a recent event held by a conservative youth organization, former U.S. Senator Rick Santorum stated that there was, quote, nothing here before white people stumbled upon what they later called America. Nesifer drew a connection from Santorum's comments to the recent incidents in the Moab area. There's a clear line in my head drawn between from what Rick Santorum said about how there's no native culture here to like the bolting of petroglyphs, the defacement of the rock um, at Moab. You have folks that are also operating from that same sort of mental model and saying, oh, there's not native people here. And then when they in their, when there's presented information that contradicts otherwise, you know, you see these sorts of very racist acts. The vandalism at Birthing Rock was the second highly publicized incident in recent weeks where petroglyphs in the Moab area were defaced. The first happened north of Arches National Park when a new route was bolted through a petroglyph panel at what climbers call the Sunshine Wall. As an Ojibwe climber, I often feel ashamed to hear about climbers who disrespect the land and her first people. Ashley Thompson is a Ph.D. candidate in anthropology at the University of Arizona. She was speaking as a panelist in an event held yesterday by the Access Fund. Thompson has been critical of the organization, whose mission is to keep climbing areas open. The Access Fund has done that, she says, often at the expense of indigenous people. I hear a lot of comments in Indian country that climbers should not climb blank, whether that be arches themselves within Arches National Park, whether that be Bear Lodge Butte, also known as Devil's Tower. And so this most recent bolting incident, combined with a history of incidences between the climbing community um, and tribal nations, only further divides and puts a wedge between the climbing community um, and tribes. And to me, this is an absolute shame because it's when I think our two groups come together and work together that many of the lands we hold dear, such as Oak Flat, such as Bears Ears, um, are better protected. Yesterday's Access Fund event was billed as a discussion of practical ways climbers could avoid harming the, quote, vast cultural legacy of sacred land. I think the climbing community and outdoor recreationists are one of the toughest 
groups to come towards and to reach. Panelist Angelo Baca, Cultural Resources Coordinator at Utah Diné Bekeya, an indigenous nonprofit organization dedicated to protecting culturally significant lands. I think a lot of that has to do with just the, the, the attitudes, the sort of uh, entitlement, the mentality. There's a lot of privilege and a, and a lot of imposition from these folks who are enjoying public lands or enjoying national monuments or parks um, and, and almost never give a second thought that they're only public because they were stolen. Although the Access Fund conversation centered on the Bolting incident in particular, panelists like Baca connected this entitlement mentality to the vandalism that occurred at Birthing Rock. Not just more than a day ago, the Birthing Rock out there by Moab, a petroglyph uh, rock art that's considered sacred also because it's a depiction of a woman giving birth, it was uh, vandalized. Somebody, you know, scribbled all over it and uh, wrote white power on it. And this is exactly what we're talking about. I think if you take it to its logical extreme and you look at a rock art or a panel of petroglyph, we consider that as ancestors, as relatives, right? So if somebody can shoot at it or mark it up or scribble it out or try to take a saw to cut it out because people have tried that before, they're not gonna try to see the difference between that panel and me as an indigenous person, because they think that we're gone. They think that we don't exist, that, we're, that we can be objectified to the point that we can be broken. Baca said the outdoors community has reached a crucial moment. He said that when you acknowledge the land, you acknowledge indigenous people and their existence. This conversation, he said, is deep and only just beginning. Again, the BLM is offering a $10,000 reward for information leading to the arrest and conviction of the person or people responsible for vandalizing the Birthing Rock petroglyph panel off Cane Creek Road. The agency is asking the public not to attempt to clean or remove the graffiti in order to prevent further damage. Two states in our region will gain a congressional seat based on the results of the 2020 census. The first batch of census data was released Monday. The Mountain West News Bureau's Savannah Marr reports. Colorado will now have eight seats in the U.S. House of Representatives, and Montana will have two. Their populations grew by 14 and 9 percent respectively over the last decade, according to the U.S. Census Bureau. In Colorado, an independent commission has already begun the redistricting process. In Montana, the process will begin 90 days after more detailed census data becomes available, likely in late summer. Indigenous groups in our region were concerned about an undercount of Native people. In 2010, the Census Bureau estimated that they were undercounted by nearly 5%. Keaton Sunchild is the political director with Western Native Voice, a nonprofit that advocates for Indigenous Montanans. Starting in late in the spring, uh, all the way up until the census closed early in the fall, we were you know, able to get almost every reservation close to 100% counted. Elsewhere in our region, Utah's population grew by more than 18%, earning it the title of fastest-growing U.S. state. For the Mountain West News Bureau, I'm Savannah Marr. And that's the news for Wednesday, April 28th. Get your community-powered journalism Monday through Friday at noon and 7. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.